Welcome to Sigma Theta Delta, the network for girly chicks. This is the Loading Radio Run podcast for February 5th, 2011. loadingreadyrun.com podcast. Oh, yes. People won't know where to go to listen to the podcast. It's true. Unless they're already listening. Or where they got the podcast from. (laughs) Yes, if people had amnesia right after they downloaded the podcast, they would have no idea where to go to get more. That's true. We do have to... podcast from a JRPG. (laughs) Short-term retro game. We do have to qualify that. Yeah, you're right. Hmm. Oh, well. So, uh, we'll be talking about, this week, um, uh, Men, Sigma Theta Delta, a couple unskippables, the second uh, ENN newsroom, and answering a boatload of questions. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I guess I'll start with men. Uh, or, or men! The men work for man-men. Um, it's... Uh, men work, but not, you know, yeah. men work. It's like, ne- yeah, it's just a network, but, but for men. Um, apparently... Uh, you know, I mean, it makes sense because you know, not not all of our fan bases from from uh, from the states or Canada, but a lot of people hadn't seen Spike TV. But uh, are there sort of equivalents? Now you don't need places? to. I, yeah, there's like well, Dave in the UK. Well, no, Dave is a comedy network. They're not like they're not. I, as far as I can tell, Dave just like shows like reruns of Top Gear. But all, and, all you and, know, like, all macho you, programs. All you know about Dave is from hearing them talk about it on Top no, Gear. No, and people were talking about it in the forums. <laughs> people were talking about the forums. Okay, but uh, it's it's certainly I I'm pretty certain it's not nearly as bad as as Spike. Also, the thing in the UK is that you would have to like go out of your way to subscribe for that, whereas Spike is just like. Second level cable, right? It's the cable. It, it spikes on the cable tier. You have to subscribe to if you want any good channels. Yeah, exactly. If you don't want just yeah. the CBC. Exactly. You want Discovery Channel? You're getting Spike as well. Yeah. Exactly. So if that's how they get you to subscribe to Spike. They're like, oh, do you want this good channel? You have to take well, this crappy one. The thing is, you know, like Spike used to be a good. Channel. Not all of not not like not all of what Spike shows is terrible. But as as I was reminiscing with some people on the forums, uh, I enjoyed the glory days when they were just showing like th- like their afternoon was three back to back episodes of Star Trek Next Generation, and yeah. then their evening was three back to back episodes of CSI, and then they'd go on to other programming, and it was just like, boy, if I want to waste a day, this is great. (laughs) Yep. Um, the, uh, but then they, the thing, they figured out that Star Trek wasn't manly enough, and they switched yeah. on to other stuff. The, uh, yeah. And any good that Spike has now is more than made up for by Mansers and Thousand Ways to Die. Yeah. Both of which are shows that really, truly should not exist. Is Mansers is like a, it's a bunch of like guys talking about what you should do in certain situations? No. It's, no. no. Have you, oh, it there's no like describing I, 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 I don't, I haven't had I want to see like apostrophe while, so. Mansers. It's like, well, like, it's like the narrator Mansers. is seriously like, okay, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's uh, all done with uh, narration and like ridiculous setup uh, scenes and like terrible reenactments and chicks in bikinis and it's like okay guys today on Mansers we're gonna find out if you can tell out like if you can tell if a chick's boobs are real or not by wh- what she looks like when she jumps up and down you know or well, yeah we're gonna tell you which nit which nationality of chick is most likely to put out on the first date is it easier to drown in water or beer you know just like there's there's a really like which explodes with more force <laughs> yeah but remember a like boob implant with great when pricked with a really sharp needle or an eyeball when pricked with a knitting needle these are the answers that need to be had I, well, but, but it's it's, on that show. it's interesting <laughs> the um like the man show back in the day mm-hmm. with uh, Jimmy Kimmel and Adam uh, Kroll yeah. was one of these interesting shows where they basically marketed themselves as that 
but they were actually a lot smarter than they gave them yeah, sort of they gave was... themselves credit for. Like it's it's the when they actually get you know Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Kroll are actually talented, entertaining people, and so they had you know all this stupid you know manly the manly stuff, but they uh, you know they did it in sort of a silly way, and they had sort of uh, like some somehow it, it worked. And it's sort of there was act, you can tell there was actually some intelligence behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually found that really entertaining when I initially you know heard the concept and I was like, oh, that sounds dumb. And then watching it was like, oh, this is, there's there's actually some decent stuff here. Now, granted, every episode ended with the montage of girls bouncing on trampolines. Yes, but there's nothing wrong with that. But it was, well, it was it's like there's the, something wrong with it. Was well, like the it Daily was, Show <laughs> moment of Zen. Right? Yeah, it was like yeah, it was like well, that, that's it for the Man Show this week. We'll see you next time. And now. Girls bouncing on trampolines. It was they're, like <laughs> their uno- their unofficial mascot was also the, just this old guy they found who yeah. could who could uh, two fist giant pints of beer. Yeah, you know that <laughs> you know that thing where someone can just open their throat and pour a, pour an entire pint down. Yeah, my friend Stuart can yeah, do that. Yeah. It's horrible. This, this guy can do it with two at once. They're just like ah, ah. Yeah, just one two. <laughs> I'm I'm convinced Stuart could also do and that. They, they had a, they, so that was like his job. He would just like sit in the audience or sit like in the back of the well, studio at like a piano with a polka band. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, I still think Mansers like apostrophe M A N C E R S, and it's all about dark wizards and like talking about zombies instead of women. And so, and so they're, they're all just like a bunch of guys sitting around in big. Which rows. zombie is most likely to eat your brain? How can you tell if a vampire is hitting on you? And so it's a bunch of guys like sitting around in big robes, like in like gothic chairs, <laughs> yeah, talking about stuff. Nice. Anyway, nice. is there uh, anything about that video that you want to actually talk about? Well, just um, <laughs> just uh, there was. A lot of post effects for it because all the I mean okay um, the shots of Matt and Paul as the wrestlers uh, facing off against one another those are just shot against some, <laughs> against some curtains like they have backstage at 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 wrestling yeah uh, and the shots of James were shot outside but then had a bunch of like effect like effects done to them but all the all the shots of obviously of um, of uh, the various TV shows were um, uh, just were were shot on green screen, and there's a whole bunch of motion graphics logos and stuff. Because I wanted to go like quite ridiculous with the 3D graphics for this, uh, with, to my own detriment. Uh, so I, you know, I don't really have anyone to blame but myself. But uh, it uh, it was a lot of work doing all the uh, all the various all the various graphics. I was really pleased with how I got the logo for the David Vanderpunch Marathon to like break through a sheet of glass. No, <laughs> <laughs> looks really good. That was fun to figure that out. Um, uh, but yeah, just. Um, I think this so may good. be. I think someone was talking about it in the forums. This may be the video that has us playing the most characters, the, the most per, characters yeah. per person. <laughs> yeah, th- I think someone figured it out. It was like uh, um, I can't remember who who they figured was playing the most people. I think I think, it, I think it was James and me were playing like six or something. Something, yeah, something silly. I was in uh, there once. Yeah. Well, you're not a man. It's the man, the man, the man, man channel. I, I was actually excited that I got to be in the video at all. Yeah. No, no, no. I actually, no. You were in there twice. You were, you were two different characters. You oh, were in, right. you were in one of the David Vanderpunch videos, yeah, so and then you were hosting um, uh, uh, ultralight urban ultralights. Urban ultralights. So, uh, two things I'm pleased that people noticed. Um, one, the the uh, sort of side-on uh, magic card reference. The Yeah, because I was trying to think of of like more and more obscure vehicles and i just heard someone talking about a tuk-tuk which is that sort of the they're mostly from thailand i think the yeah. the little sort of tiny lawn, like three-wheel lawnmower motor-powered tricycle carts yeah 
Um, and there's a magic card called a Tuk Tuk Scrapper. And so, is it spelled the same? Like, is it? Uh, it's one word, and I think the vehicle is two words or hyphenated. Uh-huh. I'm not sure, but yeah. Now, but, but now, whenever I see that card, I imagine because it's goblins, right? So yeah, it's like a bunch of goblins and little tuck. I know that'd be great. <laughs> um, but the other joke that I was pleased that people picked up on was the uh, the in the David Vanderpunch marathon, it mentions ass kick, ass kick two, and then ass kick four. Zach Meatfist returns, um, uh, implying that there was a third movie in the ass kick series made without david vanderpunch yeah they, uh, uh, that was not uh, that was not well received and therefore not being included in this marathon also yeah, they, he's not they, in it they fast and furious too yeah exactly yeah. exactly uh, but somebody then, picked but up on that in came the, back in no the i know i know i was saying i was i yeah. was pleased people caught that um i'm trying to think of what else oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay so um there's a whole bunch of bullshit in the wrestling section except when Matt says, uh, you cost me my world title shot at, at, uh, in the hog pen match at Farm Implement Mania. Okay, obviously Farm Implement Mania is bullshit. There is such a thing as a hog pen match. <laughs> They've done it twice. Um, it involves a hog pen <laughs> with pigs. And the first time it was you lost if you got thrown into it. And the second time it was you fought, they fought in it, and you lost if you got thrown into a different part of it. It seems like dangerous for the pig. Yeah, I was about to say, is this pig safe? <laughs> uh, the pigs pretty much just stayed the hell away. It was mostly, it, like, it was basically just mud wrestling. The funny part is that the first, uh, the first one was years and years and years ago with, um, there were these two farmer characters, um, uh, like Henry O. Godwin and Peter O. Godwin, I think, I don't recall what his name was, but, it, or, uh. Peter Ian Godwin or something. It was their their initials were pig and hog, and they were like redneck farmers because this is like the early days of wrestling. But it was between. Are you saying that's? I think that would still work to get. Yeah, it, it was between Henry. Uh, it was between Henry Godwin and, as he was known at the time, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, a very young Triple H. Oh wow, he was actually known as the full thing. Yeah, yeah, that's when he was being like a like a toffee, you know, like, born from money, sort of like, well, I'm above all of you people, right? So this was like the class match between the, you know, like the the salt-of-the-earth farmers and the... And and it was a hog pen match. So, yeah. Awesome. You can't write fun stuff like that. (laughs) Uh, And then, yeah, the the reclining armchair match. I like that there was an armchair. I I like to imagine that the reclining armchair match is not, like, them throwing reclining armchairs at each other. It's them, like, in the ring... There's two reclining armchairs. They each sit down in the armchair and, like, root back. And they just kind of, like, glare at each other really intensely <laughs> there are, until one submits. <laughs> in, the, in, the, in independent wrestling, there is, there is occasionally a thing that will happen where the two wrestlers will just get so tired uh, during a match that they will just sit down on chairs in the middle of the ring and just trade punches. <laughs> they will just sit down facing one another and just punch, 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 punch. Now, this is... It's really silly. For those of you who want to see silly I think that I, I, I think they did that in The Wrestler briefly. If you want to... Um, if you live in Vancouver, yeah. <laughs> check out ECCW Wrestling. Now, yeah. I am not a wrestling person. Graham knows this, but I love ECCW Wrestling. Uh, I used to go with my friend Gerald, but then he moved to New York, the cosmopolitan bastard, to go to his master's at Columbia. But the point being, Gerald, Gerald, being a very intelligent man, loved to go to ECCW Wrestling. And the audience was made entirely of, it was like, a, it was a 50-50 split right down the middle. Hipsters and rednecks from Surrey. It was like, like people who were completely, completely into it, and people were like, yes, this is hilarious. Yeah, there's people who were going because it was funny, and there's people who were going because they wanted the wrestlers to sign their tits. That's it. Those are, those are your two options there. But it's a the, it's in Vancouver, like, every month at the Russian Community Hall on 4th Avenue, and it's amazing. 
and uh, they even and like there's actually some fairly talented, interesting stuff going on. But uh, it is the stupidest evening you can have. And that's what I like to like. If you want a real life recre- recreation of like an armchair match, go to this. Nice. You can almost call there, it. There was an awesome YouTube video actually a while ago of that like independent wrestling thing where a guy like hypnotizes people. Uh, like in the middle of the oh, match, I, I, a guy like that. does a hypnotized thing, and then it goes into like a dance party. Yeah, that was in uh, that was in uh, Shikara. They do really really silly stuff. I like they also did a, a they did a, a slow motion match. Well, it's like they were doing a normal tag team match, and then each team, yeah, each tag team tagged a guy in at the same time, and they both just immediately started moving in slow motion. <laughs> and the announcer was like. Wait, 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 what's happening here? And then, like, the referee was going in slow motion. It was, like, doing the tag. of like, one. And then the guy was, like, would, would you know, just, like, Whoa. Was there any explanation and, as to why they were No, there was no reason. But the best part is that the, the audience who, you know, when they are enjoying themselves, do the, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, chant, they got into it and they, were, they started going, this is awesome. Uh. My favorite part is the like the announcers like the, when they did the hypnotism thing. Yeah, the announcers are like, this "What's isn't... going on? This can't be legal!" <laughs> like they're just like sounding like legitimately confused as to what's going on. Yeah, so anyway. silly. Anyway, and I love the stinger because that was just a fun reference for for. <laughs> it's like I like that. Was like I didn't see that coming. Yeah. No. You never. Neither su- did we. <laughs> you, ne- you, you never suspect Neville Chambers. Um, then. The next, uh, the next one is very different. This is all about video. girls. Although I did write a uh, an, a male character Lady in there. Lady yes. dudes. That was in fact a reference to Scott Pilgrim. I like putting allusions to things that I like in my videos. I don't. I think that's. Uh, I, I like to think of that as an inside joke between me and the people who get it. So yeah, that was. Uh, that's that's pretty much what inside jokes are. The fewer that's people it. laugh, the harder they do laugh. The point being, it was just fun for. Uh, Hopefully, for people who got the Lady Dudes reference. Uh, so yeah, I wrote that we were sitting. We we're uh, Alex Graham and I in our place, our soon-to-be old place, because we're moving this weekend. By the time you hear this, we will have moved. Have sort of our desk set up in a mezzanine sort of group configuration. Um, so we were sort of sitting around, and I was, and I was, we were just, just sort of joking back and forth. And I told Alex that his. That him being in the house was unacceptable because he was interfering with my busy jock fucking schedule, and I was like, "Wait, there's a video in that." And I wrote it, <laughs> which I was is like, which Whoa. is impressive that you would go there. You're <laughs> like, "Wait, wait, that's a video." I'm like, what? What? <laughs> no, it isn't. Yeah. yeah. So I wrote it, and it was, and I really have to say thank you to Missy and Tally uh, <laughs> for doing that. And I realize that not everybody likes to wear wigs, uh, and I appreciate very much that Missy and Tally wore it because. While they are lovely ladies, they don't look like blonde idiots. So I really think the wigs added a lot to that. And I wore a wig too, so you wouldn't look so I wouldn't look like myself and I could play a little younger. I tend to push for wigs more often than, than other people would would enjoy. But in some cases it really, really really helps you to get into character. Or hats. I think the male equivalent is the mustache. I think we need more <laughs> more, more mustaches. <laughs> false mustaches. Yeah. At all times. Yes. Yeah. So uh yeah, but basically this was just it was, I don't know, I just, I had the idea, it came out, I wrote the whole video very quickly, I went back and shorted it up a little bit, and that was basically the end of it. Uh, that was, you know, it, there's there's very little to say about this video, it was just a back well, and forth, I was just trying to imagine the worst people I possibly could. I was trying to be like, how can these people be the most awful people that I have ever met or would ever hope to never meet? 
And which, is, then, which is why it's worrying that a lot of people are like, I know somebody like that. Yeah, I, know. Yeah. I feel really bad yeah. because, I, like, I, did, I went to university and I knew I knew some wastes of skin. I mean, like, as everybody does. Uh, but I never but I never lived in res. I lived off uh, off campus with my friends. Aha, uh-huh. see, that's the clever thing. And so I never really had to deal with, like, crazy, uh, unwanted living situations. Like, if I lived with somebody, it's because I chose to. But uh, I knew a lot of people who did live in res and really hated their roommates. So I kind of took some inspiration from that. But in my wildest dreams, I would never imagine that anybody would actually be this bad. Well, oh they're God. probably not actually that bad, just the way that they're acting. It's I think actually my my favorite <clears throat> indicative line of of the kind of people they are is, it, it, is not any of the extreme stuff. It's the... You probably get told this a lot, but you're just not a team player. It's the it's the like sort of it's the trying to be helpful. Yeah, it's, <laughs> she like that character believes that she is being helpful by telling you this because it will be helpful to you. But it's the you probably get told this a lot. It's just the like ah oh, right in the ow. Yeah, no, like these people are like bitchy on so many levels. Also, I noticed that and Missy picked this up when we were filming that all the things that they were saying were slightly wrong. Like you're impeding our lifestyle and stuff. Like all like they were using or, big words, but they were all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a conflict of interest. Yeah, like they're you know like they're just throwing out things because I, I was trying to make them sound. I was trying to make them appear like they were dumb, but they were trying to sound smart because they were in college. And I hope yeah. that came across oh, yeah. in the video. Yeah, yeah. They're like they're like first year art students or something. Yeah. The um uh um uh, what was I going to say? Uh, uh, completely forgot. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up pick up on that and make it yes, a straight. That's exactly a, a slightly, what I was... slightly uh uh incongruous segue. But there is nothing that is that makes it harder to play magic cards in a store than two people talking first year philosophy at really really loud over your shoulder. If you are ever in a game store and there are people trying to play magic cards, don't talk about philosophy. It's really annoying. Nice. <laughs> uh, is that is the philosophy annoying in any situation or just magic specifically? What's, what's annoying is when people talk about philosophy loud um because oh, they're smart like, I am. yeah, exactly. It's like I'm speaking a language that most people don't understand, using references to the specific uh, beliefs of philosophers. Uh, but they're doing it in that really annoying first year way, and yeah, they try... only know a little bit about everything. <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're sort of only half right about now, everything. I mean, like, <laughs> like I, I've studied enough linguistics to know that Foucault says that when you create a dialogue like that, it makes punch, it feel punch, 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 yeah, punch. No, no, like it's, <laughs> it's. <laughs> Uh, it's bad news. Don't do that anywhere. Home. Especially don't do it when someone's trying to concentrate on something. Yeah. Like, it's... Uh, I was trying to resolve spells here. <laughs> I'm <laughs> playing along at home. Alex just mind-flipping the table. <laughs> <laughs> what, I, <laughs> what I was going to say, because I remember now, is I found it really entertaining that because we put up a little on-the-run video uh, with this, is that the first thing Paul says in the video is that uh, people are going to look at the credits and go, Jer, why was Jer in the... Oh. <laughs> and apparently, like, everyone actually did that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's our it's uh, our first uh, so first actual like sex scene with with it, yeah with any of it. Well, we're in, we're, we're in our eighth year, so I guess we're eight. But uh, Ooh, child porn. Ooh. Uh, no, no, we we are eight. So anything further for Sigma Theta Delta? It means STD. Yeah. Now actually, wait. Somebody said you should have named it Sigma Tau Delta because because Theta is technically TH. Now, and then a lot of people said, no, actually, because Sigma Tau Delta is the is an English honor society, so they clearly did their research. 
<laughs> no, we didn't. That's just a great coincidence. We just forgot that tau was a Greek letter. I, 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 well, I know that tau is a Greek letter, but I went with theta because more people recognize it as a Greek letter. Le- letter. 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 More, more people recognize it as a Greek letter. So. <laughs> oh my God! Her kiwi is showing. I know. Wow. I'm a little sick. So, um, unskippable. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we did. Fist of the North Star, Ken's Rage. Fuck yeah. That should have been better than it yeah. was. Like, it looked so ridiculous. Well, it, like, it looked just it, like the end. It, yeah. <laughs> it totally could have worked quite well as just like a ridiculous, like you just kill huge guys. And. You okay? Right. <laughs> and like you know, you just kill huge groups of guys, and they explode in ridiculous ways Why, and how stuff. How did you match that up? And it had that, but it then, but it was just obviously really, really shoddily made in everywhere, every other way. Like there's just weird like clipping issues. It's just it, and the the combat has no flow. It's yeah, like it's it, weird. It's like you hit the punch button, and it's like okay, I am doing the punch. Now I am here. What is my next input? Uh, kick. Okay, well now I will kick, and now I will stand here until you push another button. And it's like you can't. You can't chain very well, like it, just because it's like there is a punch and then there is another punch. It, it's not like punch, 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 kick, but now it's a weird, subtle thing, but it's a big difference. Like for someone who can do like the hundred cracked fist or whatever, you know, like move super fast, which he does and looks great. Uh, the rest of his combat shouldn't be, you know, nah. yeah, nah. Meh, meh, meh. So that is kind of faithful to the TV series. Uh, well, you can you can uh, <laughs> movie, I mean, like, you can play it. Let me know what you think. Yeah. I mean, like, in the movie, a bunch of guys run at him, and he sort of just, like, vaguely moves his arms, and they all explode around him. Yeah. That's, yeah, pretty accurate to the game, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and then we did Majin and the Forsaken Kingdom, which which we hadn't heard about before, but no. it actually looks kind of fun. Have you been playing? Never. It? No, I I wanted to I wanted to play it actually. It's weird because I I was just playing uh, Enslaved, mm. and I was like, then I go to Majin and the Forsaken Kingdom, which is also big guy and little guy mm-hmm. <laughs> running around. Uh, what system is it for? Three sixty. It, it, it apparently has sort of a, an Ico Shadow of the Colossus vibe to it. Hmm. Yeah, we we played it a little bit, and it was actually pretty neat. Like it was cool. Like as you get, it's, it's a bit of a budget title, but you fight yeah. these like big tar yeah. mo- these like tar monster things, and as you get more hurt, the tar sort of starts creeping up your body. Yeah. Like that's your that's your health. Nice. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a neat idea. But the uh, the bit that really confused us with the opening cutscene is that. Like, random talking rat with no explanation. But as we said in the episode, it's just weird that it's not doing any kind of rat voice. It's just like, oh, hey, so I'm a rat, and uh, how's it going? It's like something from Family Guy or something. Yeah. But, it, well, it's because, like, we sometimes we cut little bits out for Unskippable, like if there's a little gameplay bit. But we did not cut anything out at the beginning there. That's just, you fall down, and there's a rat that starts talking to you. And it's totally unclear as to whether... You can understand rats, or whether that's a magic talking rat. <laughs> yeah. There are bits. Or you're just you've just hit your head real hard on the way. Exactly. Down. And so later on, you actually encounter other animals that also talk like, to you. So like, like, okay. like four four turtles, for example. That'd be great. There are uh, perhaps supporting an elephant on their back. There is a gameplay chunk we did cut out, but not in that part. Yeah. We didn't cut out anything that makes that make any more sense. So, so uh, yeah. Then we did the uh, second episode of the newsroom, focusing on well, not focusing on Dead Space necessarily, but uh, that, that sort of finished it up. Yeah, we yeah. really do not like. That the was really unfortunate. It's there's nothing worse than a really horrible, poorly conceived, embarrassing ad campaign for a game that actually looks pretty good. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, and so, really and so you're like, you. It's like I would totally have bought this game, but now. I don't want to because like, then I'm kind of associated with I this know. ad campaign. Like it makes me. As, I don't want to. Like, I don't want to give this ad campaign any credence of success. The, 
Yeah, lines that were cut from that included, yeah, it makes me just feel kind of like a douche. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, okay, I guess I'll buy this because it's something my mom wouldn't like, I guess. Like, I... Uh. That ad campaign in, like, just... Speaking of the ad campaign separate from the newsroom, yeah. it seems really counterproductive in the current climate. Incredibly like, counterproductive. The Supreme the Court, Supreme thing, Court thing. Like, oh. the whole <laughs> basis of not legislating the... You know, not legislating the rating system on games is by nature of the fact that the industry is supposed to be self-regulating and not marketing adult-rated games to kids. And this ad campaign is explicitly marketing adult-rated ad campaign or adult-rated video games to kids. Yeah. Basically, it drives me nuts. Yeah. It's like it's the worst possible ad campaign they could have conceived of at this time. You know, I think this ad campaign might be on the payroll of those anti-games. <laughs> I think this might actually be like a conspiracy. I, I, I think you're giving Visceral Games too much credit. Yeah, it's like, I think their it's marketing is just stupid. I, I don't visceral, think it's, well, it's not Visceral. It's not an ad firm that they've, yeah. that they've, that yeah. they've yeah. farmed it out to. It's just really short-sighted and and tone-deaf. Yeah. Basically, Visceral is ruining it for the rest of us. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's congratulations, guys. You've made yourselves look bad and the industry look bad by association. And look bad, too. Yeah, exactly. I think I liked uh, Justin McElroy's comment. Uh, be like, wait, is this campaigning for children or losers? Yeah. <laughs> I also, like, I actually quite like, you know, they say that it's it's supposed to be, you know, real people and real focus groups. And obviously, they would have chosen the most... Yeah. The most, uh, uh, you know, outraged people, but they're still not that out. Like they're more. The people are mostly just sort of disappointed, disgusted, and, disappointed, and then there's yeah. like there's nobody actually like yelling at the camera. They're just like, oh, why would you? Why would you make like, this? Like they just seem like like if they were if that was my mom, I would just be like, oh. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of embarrassed now. Maybe I won't do it. If you were old enough to be able to buy that game and your mom had a problem with it, you have bigger problems than your mom not liking the game. Yeah, that's what I I said in the video. That's what I said in the video. You know, it was like, if I was 18, (laughs) there are games I bought that my mom wouldn't have liked, but she didn't play them, so. (laughs) Now, like, for the rest of the stuff in that, uh, in that, Newsroom. I don't know if everybody else has like the the incredibly uh, integral reaction to the uh, the uh, reading rainbow little little music <laughs> note that all, that all of us have. Everyone I showed that to prior to it actually going up yeah. uh, just burst into laughter. Oh, yeah, yeah like, there's something was... about like I didn't even watch Reading Rainbow that much. <laughs> like I watched it, you know, uh, somewhat when I was a kid. I never watched I... it, but it's just like the Graham's derpy look. Yeah, the, and the I loved loved. Your delivery of the I read How to Kill Dragons by LeVar Burton. <laughs> it was, it was hella badass. badass. Because oh, the kids they had on that show yeah. were never very good at delivering their summaries. Yeah. They were always sort of stilted. Someone posted the escape. Really thread. funny. The, uh, the um, Reading Rainbow episode, of course, where he goes on to the Next Generation set and yeah. he goes yeah. around. Wait, so, good. Yeah. 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 so good. I remember seeing that when I was a kid and I was like, oh, that's so awesome. But now, like, watching it now, I'm like, yes, that is still awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have not changed my opinion. Um, I still want to be a child and be led around the set was, by Lamar Burton. I was really pleased with that Photoshop as well. The, uh, oh yeah, the, yeah. He's like, yay! I yeah, killed yeah, the I dragon. Killed yeah. um, with the with the smoke coming out of the cave. Yeah, that was good. Um, and 
Price is Right Photoshop also very, very surprisingly tough. If you look very carefully in the background, like it scrolls back past it really quick. There's a lot, a lot of the people in the background are actually copied. Like they're like yeah. there's multiple. I, I was very impressed with how good that was. Because uh, I had to, I had to do some serious yeah. work on that. Yeah, you'd think there would be pictures, but of people just, love like, the, that too. The prize Lots row of good and comments on it. In, uh... It's it's weird. There's like no screenshots of contestants' row. Like it's really difficult to find them. That was that grainy, grainy shot was the best I could find. So. Yeah, I was like. Like it's like it's like I sort of did a quick look. It's like oh, I can't find any. I'll leave that for Jared. Here. <laughs> and, and so it's 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 obviously it's Kez Harai in who's bid five hundred ninety nine US dollars. Yeah, and then the person who underbid him. Yeah, is the is is, is the actual general manager who is saying that it's not going to be five hundred ninety. Yeah. Um, yeah, that his his like whole pedestal is stretched or is like expanded out as well. Like there's there's a mm. whole like extra three feet of crowd added to the side of that shot to, to <laughs> facilitate that. It's crazy. A pretty pretty good Photoshop. Pretty yeah. Good. yeah. I, I did love the fact that he blinked up every time. Yeah. 599. Yeah, I, I, I added that. That was, Graham, something, that was Graham, something Jared did, yeah. Graham improved it, though. Like, he, he put a, ni- a nicer picture in there and uh, and added the actual quote in, which was good. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was such a huge meme after it came out. Yeah. Just the, yeah. the, that and Ridge Racer. <laughs> the only thing I, I almost wish that every time Paul had said $599, you had also played the audio <laughs> clip so that it was can, $599 yeah. and then the picture comes up $599 US dollars but you've done it every single time I would have gotten so annoyed yeah that would have been yeah. it only happened four or five times yeah it was yeah. four yeah. times that, was, yeah. that would be about three times too many <laughs> yeah. uh, alright should we do question time because we have a lot of questions alright let's try not to get bogged down in this question <laughs> did you guys go to the Mirrored and Besieged pre-release events yes, yes. Most, yes. Of, most of us did yes it if so awesome. which faction did you choose Mirren Phyrexian Mirren Phyrexian Mirren hey. hey it's like a girl boy girl boy thing. yeah uh, how did you do um I lost every game I played. I went three to one and then had to leave. We were doing it was we were doing a six round Swiss. Did you ever get your prizes for that? Uh, no, I uh, he didn't write it down anywhere, so I got to wait till Nelson's actually in the store. Oh, okay, yeah. um, I went three uh, and two and a draw, so I came out ahead. Nice, yes. Um, but I had the the unfortunate luck of having to go against. Tally, Alex, and Graham yeah. throughout the, the course of the event. Because like, all of us went on the same day, and it was the Sunday, which was the lesser well-attended day. Yeah. So there was a lot of us there. So but it's it, like, it was it's, like it's half like, loading. You, feel, you feel really bad, though, because like when, when it was me and Graham, we were both three and uh, three and X, right? Yeah. And yeah. so Or two and X. And so like whoever won was in prizes, and whoever lost was maybe not in prizes at all. Yeah. And we're like, uh, uh, okay, I guess... Someone has to lose, but um, yeah, yeah, no, it, I, I, I had a fun time all day, absolutely. And uh, did you pull any sweet cards? Fuck I no. I got a worm coil engine. Uh, I got a thrun. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, thrun. not uh, not. I had during... a sort of a disappointing pull though. Overall, like I tried to put together a deck, and I fought my friend Cam. And like, and then afterwards, he's like, "Yeah, I can see that your deck is extremely defensive, but doesn't do anything." So yeah. we like rebuilt it together because he was helping me because whatever we already played, and it still just did really poorly. My pool uh, was super weak. Like, it, yeah, it, mine was, it was really bad too. It, it had all these sort of like little aggro creatures, but it didn't have enough. Like, if you put an aggro deck together, it had like ten creatures in it, which was it's just not enough for an aggro mm-hmm. deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were not enough creatures at all in the pool. And then if so, I, I, I after the first round where I played another aggro deck and it wiped the floor with me, I reconstructed it as a. Con- 
control deck, so it could slow the game down and stop things from happening, but it had no way to win. Um, yeah. So, but it, it still managed to win me a bunch of games. Yeah. So, <laughs> I only got I only got enough cards in white and red to play. So I first started out doing just white and metalcraft, which was really really defensive and just dragged out the games for a really long time. And then, but it wasn't it didn't do enough to actually win a match. So then I. We went re, re tried to go red white, yeah. but then I couldn't get the metal craft up because I was split between too many factions. I only had like three green cards and like I didn't have enough blue creatures and I had like one black creature. So I was like, well, I can't do anything else. This is literally the best I could do. So I could either have a really slow defensive game or I could have maybe a game where I have a chance to win a match. All yeah. my good commons and oh. uncommons were white, green, and red, and then all my rares were blue, and I had like five blue cards. Oh, no. oh I got the worst. I got fucking semblance anvil. It was so unhelpful. Yeah, I, I got all support creatures, like almost entirely support creatures, like, you know, tap this to equip an item for free, or... You know, it, those guys like, were awesome. I was they, a fan like, of those guys. The, the, that would have been awesome. The, the, the brass mean, squire was great, but I like I had, if you had I no had equipment. Nothing, like I I had nothing functional. I had metalcraft in red, but couldn't manage to make anything work. Mm-hmm. And I had, I just I just had like no synergy in white creatures, and I didn't have enough of any other color to make anything go. Yeah. Um, um, and I pulled I pulled nothing of interest. I, I sure did so. pull three shriekhorns. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Graham anyway, and Alex yeah. though both oh. played fairly good infect decks with good uh, with good backup strategies <laughs> that were like mythic rares. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, my backup I was infect with the back of a puppy sword and dinosaurs. Yeah. My my backup strategy was the worm coil engine, which, which, uh, which is really uh, Jer was the strategy. only one. Jer was the only one who actually managed to like stop me from infecting him for long enough. I don't think you had a single infect counter on me for like you. Of a two, like yeah. for most of that game. But then I brought out the Wormcoil Engine, put a skin wing on it, and you can't do much against a 2 2 flying lifelink death touch you creature. Mean an eight, eight, four. Sorry, 8 8, yeah. 2 2. Sorry, yeah. a two, plus 2. Plus okay. Two. Anyway, so uh, he goes on to ask unrelated to magic. In the previous Lurkast, Kathleen mentioned the easiest way to fake a Twitter account is to just make a real one. So, how many fake Twitter accounts have you made for videos? And do you remember the passwords? Yes, we remember the passwords. But, okay, fake Twitter accounts. Maybe like 10 or Wing Nut Nut. Wing Nut Nut. Uh, Rojo Beta. Uh, Heather Triple X Tits. Yep. Um, we made. Did we make the one for the we, Twitter video? For no, I don't think no, so. No, because we never actually see no, his Twitter no. thing. Uh, mm-hmm. What about the? There's there was an ENN episode with uh, tweets from an uh, like about playing Uncharted. Did, yes, was uh, that a Photoshop? Was that a Nolan, real one? The, the Nolan North one. Yeah, yeah, that that was a real Twitter account, I think. Okay. Um, Nate North. Nate I North. Think. Yeah. Yeah. So. F- Five or six, I and guess. then uh, for ENN, remember the the one that was like the EA Louse and Friends? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so every all those, all those blogs every free real. blog account like uh, that <laughs> I could diff- find different blog. Yeah, there's like a blogger one, and the, there's like a Tumblr. There's like they're everywhere. There's a free one for each of those things out there somewhere. Really? Yeah. I just I just grabbed like when I had to do the fake blog account, yeah. I just grabbed like I would just went to WordPress and grabbed a screenshot of a nice looking theme, and then just photoshopped the words in because I figured that would be easier than actually. Going through the rigmarole, in, setting up the account. In the end, like that that one episode <coughs> took a lot of like I was I was at the office very late that yeah. night because I was also typing up all the content for it, and it became very stream of consciousness. I wasn't even sure if there were typos or anything. It was just didn't matter really. Yeah. No, there was about three paragraphs there. Good, done, ship it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Matt Carver has uh, uh, some very interesting questions. Uh, one of which is, how are the plans coming for a February screening? Uh, they're coming well. We we uh, think we know when the date is. Um, you'll know as soon as we get that nailed down. Yeah, It'll be mid, mid late February. Yeah, sorry so. about this. It's been a little pushed back due to personal commitments. Yeah, which is it's fine. Uh, so, early February. Um, yeah. 
I said it'll be mid late <laughs> late February. Yeah, I suppose. All right. So, um, what do you think LRR's uh, comedic strengths and weaknesses are? For example, I thought Men was an excellent par- was an excellent example of parody. Many of your sketches would broadly fall into the vein of parody, absurdity, and maybe character humor. However, you tend not to do much in the way of impressions or observational humor, such as it's true men and women are different in amusing ways. So, what would your strengths and weaknesses be? I'd actually um, say the X ways to Y are probably observational humor. No, those are pretty de- silly. Definitely, definitely impressions. Um, Is like not. None, none of us are good at them, and I don't think. Like I, I remember, there was actually one point we were we were, you know we were check, thinking, checking around ideas for like if we actually want to do like a pilot for TV, um, and I had the idea that we if we ever wanted to do impressions of actual people we would just have a regular person standing there with a sign around their neck saying the name of the person they're supposed yeah. to be <laughs> just cause, like you know you have to have like snl is has people who are specifically hired basically to do that on the strength of their various impressions yeah i mean um, so i think that's something we're very not good at yeah we don't do a lot of the i mean i guess our sort of take on character humor is stuff like story guy or recurring characters in the um in the uh, rapid fire episodes, um, yeah. but like a lot of character humor again with SNL is like an entire scene will just be oh here's that character being that character again, yeah, just waiting for them to say their catchphrase. Yeah, yeah, which is not really. I mean, it's. I'm thinking Mad TV, but he uh, looking like a man. Yeah, exactly. Oh exactly. Like, no, the thing is, what I can the do. thing is, like that actually, if you're doing an hour and a half, uh, it, it, like if you're doing an hour and a half sketch show every week, that actually works. Mm-hmm. If you're doing a sketch every week, then it's yeah spending yeah. an entire week. Uh, video just on that would be Whereas really fire works because it you know you can do it exactly. multiple yeah, times unless anyway. it's like an extremely established character like story guy where he had a whole arc to it it's just it's the kind of videos that tend to fall flat because we're not giving you enough content at once that you can yeah. do something like that and I mean I often find when I'm watching like a sketch show if they've got a character and I don't like the character I hate that sketch <laughs> I hate those oh. sketches and yeah. I, for the most part I don't actually find the characters really that amusing like I mean Kristen Wiig is a really good character act like she's yes. got a lot of good characters on SNL and I hate most of them yes <laughs> I, I love like Kristen Wiig is an incredibly talented actress and I, I've seen her in movies and stuff and I love her stuff I basically hate every single character she does in SNL yeah and that's unfortunate yeah um, <laughs> so yeah we but, yeah. but like to the, to, yeah we don't do like to the extent where often our scripts are like guy one guy two yeah. dude I think businessman <laughs> boss Check. I think that we do do observational humor but it's uh it's we do it sort of differently like we'll like we'll be at least when i'm writing you know i'll be thinking about uh some sort of you know some some sort of thing that happens in real life uh, observing it and but then it's like but then what, how would it go if it was like this and then it becomes you then know it becomes absurdity yeah then it becomes absurdity yeah, i think that, i think the, the absurdist stuff video is, definitely... is in that sort of taking yeah, a, or like an Paul's observation a, to an absurd extreme what well, was like paul's apartment hunting video you yeah. know where it's like you know, I mean, we have, we have yeah, I mean, it's I, a little bit closer. Like, uh, terms of friendship, I think, was actually like closer to uh, current events kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we uh, do we do, do topical stuff um, every once in a while. Yeah, like the Consumer Entertainment Expo. Yeah, yeah. But, stuff like uh, that. but so yeah. yeah. Uh, do you like playing to your strengths as writers, actors, and editors, or do you like doing new things you may not be so good at? I like uh, playing around. Yeah, we're both. I mean, that's the nice thing about Learning Ready Run is that we've we've got enough history and we've got enough. Uh, 
you know, I think probably enough sort of confidence and stuff that, like, like for instance, well, would, in uh, the Sigma did did a thing. I was playing mm-hmm. Jock Dude, which I don't know. Well, I was actually playing. thinking <laughs> what I found very interesting was uh, actually Graham Cast is all against type because I was playing the reasonable sane person, so yeah. one of the crazy uh, the crazy bits. bitches, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and actually, someone else in the thread uh, mentioned, as I thought, that they would have expected Tally to be, you know, the person who's, you know, totally normal and being put upon by these crazy people. But she she also did a great job. It was a lot of fun having everyone play against type in that one. Mm. But uh, the, the the sort of the, um, the uh, kind of stupid uh, dickhole character I occasionally play in Hustle, I was remembering back to uh, Is This a Date? Yeah. Which, um, up until that point, I had never played, uh, you know, like a jerk and I was like, you know, I'm going to try being this, you know, this complete douchebag. I think it'd be fun. And I, and I, I tried it and it, and it was a lot of fun. Cause at that, up until then, I'd never done that. I'd always been like, oh yes, well, yes, I'm, I'm totally, you know, like normal and the straight man and all that. But be, uh, you know, and then that turned into yeah, from hustle. So who yeah, knows what kind of horrors it unleashed. Yeah. Um, as a group that helps bring funny to the world, what do you think we as an international community should work on to make the world suck less? Uh, I don't think everybody should, should get along. Yeah, I don't think we should be telling you that, but I think maybe what you could do is find a cause that you feel passionately about, and that could be animal rights or children's charities. It's a child's play is a good one yeah. that we, I, we all personally I, feel. I, ideally, about. a cause that is you know good, not yes. like exterminating yeah. somebody or something. Yeah, but like you know, if you want to make the world a better place, there's a lot of really good reputable charities out there that you can give money to or volunteer your services at. Yep. If you don't want to give money, every everybody starting a charity is a lot of work. Yeah. No, everybody just should do. do something. Sketch comedy. Like, mm-hmm. imagine if, like, uh, Ahmadinejad had done sketch comedy when he and their dad videos were available of it. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> That'd be great. Because then, like, you know, it's, it seems like, like if, you, if everybody has that sort of... Semi-embarrassing know, background. Semi-embarrassing and, if, and also sort of the understanding of sort of humor and stuff. Yeah. Then I think that would help. I mean, I think uh, um, Yahtzee in Zero Punctuation was saying that, you know, had it, at one point mm-hmm. he was saying that you know, if everybody can, if everybody could, uh, you know, take the piss out of themselves a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the world would be a much better space. The world would definitely be a better yeah. place. Uh, Gap Filler asks, quote, a bunch of, com- a bunch of old computing questions. I'm going to be useless on most of these. What was the first major home computer in the household of each crew member? Uh, I don't remember because my dad's always had computers. Uh, uh we had a really old Mac. My dad yeah. got a Mac. At some I point. had, uh, my very first one was, a. Uh, like an Apple II, like the, yeah, the nice. old they, ones. And then I had a, my mom brought home the I mean, very first Commodore, color computer because she, she was a researcher at UBC and she nice. got like the first color computer that Mac put out or the, the first color computer that was purchased by the university at the time um, in, a, in the form of a Mac II SI. And yeah, she brought it home for a while. I have no idea what it was. It was an IBM and it had a two color monitor one of those colors was orange and one of them was black yeah, yeah. orange and black as well. and yeah we had one of those it was in like my a house. 286 or a 386 um or whatever I, I don't know it was really freaking old um it ran some version of dos it did not run any of the cool games like duke nukem uh and uh and whatnot that my friends you know what would run i used to play have you ever heard of a game called think quick no it's so good there was there was a driving game on it. Tet- it had Tetris. Oh, nice! Totally had Tetris. Right. Uh, any uh, any Clive Sinclair fans on the crew? No, uh, I, I had a no. It's, it's a computer. Green and black. Sinclair okay. was was Max mostly plus. in 
Britain, wasn't it? It was in, it was a Euro or yeah, I think that was a European um, <coughs> Atari ST or Amiga five hundred. Uh, there was an Amiga five hundred in one of my classrooms. Yeah, um, I did not have either. Did any of the crew ever handle a Performa AIO? Uh, I I've had Performa. If we're talking Mac computers, I've had them. But. This one, he says, is kind of obscure. Oh, all in one, right? Perform all in one. Right. Oh, yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they had them at my school. My but. school also had like tons of them that with uh, with CD-ROM games, which was a big deal. Nice. Yeah. Uh, your opinions on Microsoft's Cairo project and Apple's Copeland project is the one. Is I don't the, know anything. Is the about, one that he says is obscure. I don't know anything about Cairo, but Copeland is the. OS ten before OS ten before it was OS ten. Oh. Um, when they and then they they were like, wait, this actually doesn't work. Let's go by next and do that. Okay. Uh, and so I, I remember like in grade eleven or something, like people talking about Copeland and how it was going to and like it was, was going to change the world. It was going to change it and it was going to like run Windows apps. Huh. Um, which hey, we're there now with Bootcamp. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Uh, but yeah, it was and it was going to have like Linux stuff and it was crazy. It was it was totally like a fool's errand though. Oh yeah, they basically almost bankrupted themselves doing it. Speaking of, his last question is to those who've handled Linux, Paul, uh, which builds have you dealt with and how would you rate them? Uh, so I did Linux uh, in 2003, 2002. Mm. So not um, really so not nice. recently. We were on Mandrake, uh, which I don't think even exists anymore, um, and I did not enjoy it. I hear it's better now, but unlike my character that I play... Yeah. Uh, I am actually not a big fan of Linux. Um, I I know enough about like I'm kind of glad that I did it because I now like I know enough about Linux that I can do terminal stuff in OS 10. But as far as I concerned, as I'm concerned, OS 10 is the best Linux shell. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> technically that's what it is. But all right, Master Gunner asks, cake or death? Cake. So cake. Um, of de- course. No, no, cake. Uh, yes. uh, uh, you said oh, death. death. You're lucky I'm Church of England. Um, dear Paul, I heard you mention in the last uh, podcast you discovered the mirth, the mirth god that is Dara, Obri- Dara o- Obrian. Yes. Uh, I'm curious if you've ever heard of a show called Mock the Week that he hosts. I Yeah, I knew that he hosted it, but I and so I've heard of it, but I've never actually seen it. Would you like some links? Uh, possibly, This yes. person is from Ireland. Okay. I, uh, yeah, I have, since, since then I have uh, got some other Dara Obrian, his couple of other specials, and he continues to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, Nano Sarmo asks a bunch of uh, really quick questions. Is Brad still in England? Yes. yes. Has the fail house to come to the same fate as the whatever thing? No, but it's just not any not at the moment. Uh, if there were to be a second Rumble or similar video, what characters would be would be in it? Ooh, um, every character at, at the time. Yes. Yeah, all of recent ones we can think of. I heard that Canadians don't like being called Canucks. How do you feel about that? What Canadians don't mind like being called Canucks? Yes. Yeah. Pretty uh, much, I don't mind. we call ourselves Canucks. I often say that I come from Canuckistan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what is that map of hanging above Jer's couch? Uh, Moscow. It's a Soviet-era map of, Mo- map of Moscow. Moscow. With, like, with like, uh, yeah, it's, cool. and it's got like totally like Soviet-era cartoon images imagery all over it. Like it's it's really neat. It's not hanging there anymore. Yeah. It did not match the couches and has been taken down. No. Uh, do any of you have experience in... Change the couches to match the map. <laughs> it, it'll go back up when we get a bigger place. Do any of you have any experience in stage improv? Jaron and I do. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, have you shot behind-the-scenes footage for Daily Drop? If so, when can we expect to see a loading time of it? We shot a lot, and we wanted to wait until... We had dropped some of the stuff that we talk about dropping in it, but it could probably go up pretty soon. Yeah. Paul, have you considered regrowing your beard? Uh, yeah, I reconsider it periodically, but um, I think I, I like I think I like the current situation better. And you know, I can always wear like a fake goatee if I need it for a video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
on the BBC show Hustle, which cast do you prefer? This oh. is a, this is this is someone else. The original with Danny and Stacey, or the current with Sean and Emma? I haven't I, seen it. I probably I bore everybody talking about how much I like Hustle, but uh, so the the original cast. Uh, Maybe, I don't know if they're, like, I love the interaction between Mickey and Danny, so I have to say the original cast. The new cast are, is still good, but original I, cast. I do enjoy the uh, the American cast, yes. where they call it Leverage. Leverage. Yes, where they call it Leverage. <laughs> I was going to make the same joke. Yeah. Uh, do any of the crew plan to be early adopters of the 3DS? Yes. If so, Probably. what game will you play first, and which game will you be most likely to see? Professor no. Layton. No. I can answer for you. I will not see any right? of the games. Combo. Oh, yes. So you can answer for me if you want. Uh, You'll see two thirds of all the games. Devil <laughs> Survivor with the eight yeah, they're day. they're re-releasing Devil Survivor, which is possibly one of the best DS games I've ever played, with an extra day and extra storyline and more character. And literally, Atlas will not be able to receive my money fast enough. It will fl- it will directly evaporate from my hand and appear in their hand. There will be no speed transition between there. It will just be there, and it'll be the, the money will change states. It will leave my hand. It so will just fast. teleport. Uh, um, I I will probably get a 3DS fairly quickly off the mark because I haven't got a DSi or a, a, three, a, a DSi XL. I've just skipped those two iterations. Um, but uh, I will probably not get it right at launch because really the major game upcoming that I care about most is Legend of Zelda and uh, Star Fox. And so until Which those come out... ports. I know, but I want to play them again. Um, on is it a 3D Star Fox? Like 3D, the Star Fox 64 redone in 3D. Oh, Star Fox 64. And then uh, you can can play them in higher definition on your Wii. (laughs) Dexdex asks on Facebook, do you have friends who always have funny statuses? I never go on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very seldom go on Facebook. Do any members of a Dale or a crew enjoy QI? Oh my god, that's the best show ever. Tally and I have been watching it a lot recently, um, and it's very good. I, I, yeah, I, I uh, disagree with the description as a quiz show. Yeah, no, it is a show in which they say something and then they. Stephen Fry screws with you, show. Yeah, it, well, it's just it's just they use various questions as a jumping off point to riff on things. Yeah. But, uh, he said, "I would also like to thank Tally. She knows what she did." What? Uh, can I request that? Uh, oh, James and Tally aren't here. Cybron want, wanted Alex and Jer to explain to James and Tally how poison isn't that bad. So we'll Welcome come, to, like, my house Yeah, we'll come back night. to that later. Um, Philip asks, uh, my Gummer Hustle DVD showed up a couple weeks ago. Uh, in the commentary, Graham made reference to a most amazing card trick ever video that can be found on the internet. Given there are surprisingly several videos with that bear that description, can you be more specific? If I don't know what I, which one I was talking well, about. Well, I, I mean, there's the one I'm thinking of, but if I describe it, then that will give away the whole thing. But I don't know which one I'm thinking I don't of. I don't the best card Yeah. I'll have to yeah. see if I can remember that. Sorry. Um, are there any other web-based video producers you admire slash enjoy the work of? Uh, like other escapist people, YouTube celebrities, or independents like the Guild? Um... Uh, well, on the Escapist, uh, Yahtzee, the extra credits people. The extra uh, credit guys. Yeah. I've actually been very impressed with the new guys. Um, uh, I forget what they're Showboat Game yeah, Show. Yeah, Showboat Game Show. Uber they, friendship. Yeah, they man, they put way much, way more effort into their stuff than we do. <laughs> <laughs> they're from Ontario, aren't they? Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, the the little big planet thing, and I don't know if you've Toronto. seen the, the the Solid Snake thing. Yeah. That was like really good. Uh, um, I didn't see the Solid Snake one. The, I, uh, I I've been a big fan of. Um, uh, Tony Radshow, who yeah. are buddies of ours in, in, in a sense, and um, Woody. the co-op guys. Yep, Woody. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, anything Woody does is... Who's, is uh, Woody is now uh, a writer for the Morning After Show on Hulu. So nice. we'll check I would love to watch, but we can't get it in Canada, in Canada. so tell me uh, yeah. it's good, and guys. If, uh, they don't actually know anything about us, but I found them a while ago. Uh, old English. Um, yeah. I don't think they produce new sketches anymore because I think they're doing, like, they're working on stuff for television or something. But, but their um, online old, sketches old, are Oldie English. O-L-D-E English dot org because the dot com is like a beer company or or like a flower company or something but Uh, oldenglish.org has some hilarious sketches I would just like to also mention I I guess they're sort of defunct now which is really sad uh, but Pure Ownage did really great stuff when they were Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, stuff. they're not so much defunct as on television. No, no, it's, no, no. It's, there was a uh, they didn't get renewed for a second season, and oh, it sure. sounds like um, sounds like uh, from the post that uh, Jarrett made on their forums that Jeff and uh, Jeff and Jarrett aren't aren't working together. Uh, uh, it sucks anymore. So yeah, such is the way of these things. Uh, dear Kathleen, more garble. Holy. Uh, what's your favorite Lady Gaga songs? Oh, too asks, many. Ask Lord, asks, asks Lord Crusher. My my personal favorite is probably Telephone. Yeah, I'm gonna actually, it's I had so Telephone friggin stuck catchy. in my head the other day, and I actually had to go look it up on Hype Machine so I could listen to it. Yeah, the the video for it is awesome. Like it's a little, it's one of her little mini di- movie. Ridiculous, it's, but it's so the ridiculous like and three hilarious. Minutes long. But the video is like eight. I know. <laughs> now the thing is, I would like to say I think my my favorite. Uh, Lady Gaga song is still Bad Romance because yeah. when I was singing it at karaoke me and my friend Steph and Lindsay were all really drunk and we're like oh we know most of it I mean we've seen the video like twice whatever Yeah, that song is really long and it so you know what it sounds like when three it. drunk girls are like why does he just keep going whoa whoa Bad Romance it's really funny yeah. Yeah, I, I, the video for Bad Romance is also really good I just like the concept of it, and it but it's Bad Romance uh if nothing else than just like the opening hook for Bad Romance, that like the whoa, yeah, yeah. I just I love that. Like that's that's a really. I mean, it kind of goes weird off the rails, but that opening hook is so good. Like there's been a bunch of videos I've seen of like acapella groups doing that. Mm. Yeah, and it's really good. I yeah. mean, like sort of off off segue, but um, the best Weezer song that I've heard in a long time is them doing. Um, Kids, that was yeah, amazing. kids transitioning into poker face, yeah, covering and kids then, by MGMT, yeah, MGM and then poker into face, poker yeah. face, and then back to that kids. That was amazing. I really saw that. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Bogner asks. It's been made. It's, it's been made very <laughs> clear several times. The camera you used to shoot Daily Drop was both one very expensive and two uh, hired from another province. Were there other cameras you could use? For example, one that shot at a higher frame rate, but were not used because they were too expensive or not available when needed. Yes. Yeah. You I can mean, you can I mean, get amazing. Yeah. You you can you yeah you can spend basically as much as you want. Go watch the uh, Google uh, go search for um, Google Chrome speed tests and they did some hilarious ads with high speed. Yeah. This our camera was sort of in the it was on the lower end. Like we couldn't have shot like bullets being fired yeah. or anything like that. Right. Not that we have to t- have to set up to do that anyway. <laughs> don't have a gun. <laughs> Uh, Paul, is there anything that's been particularly difficult for you to balance for things on my head? Uh, the old laptop was probably the hardest. <laughs> yeah, it was the because that laptop was freaking heavy. I had like neck cramps after that. Yeah. Man, those laptops are not portable. But yeah, because uh, doing it, and you can see it in the video that it's all it's sort of wobbling as I do it because I'm having to constantly readjust my head slightly. So that was probably the hardest. Uh, and he also, sorry, this is English MQ, also asking for whoever it concerns, who writes the humorous video description at the bottom of the video, and if it's one of the crew, how much effort is put into them. Uh, that's me and... Uh, varying amounts. Varying <laughs> amounts. <laughs> the, yeah. the, the trick, how late at night it is. Yeah, the, say, yeah. the trick much? is like, it, yeah, the trick is evoking so, some sort of the feel of the video without giving anything away. So. Yeah, I mean, it's basically like, 
It's tricky because basically the only thing the description is useful for is if you if somebody comes back to it like in a month remembering which video that was. Yeah. I guess because I mean the escapist doesn't even really show the description anywhere other than under the video. In which case they're already watching the video, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So. Um, Ni Tim says, "Have you has has the crew seen the Fallout Nuka Break fan film? I have. It was, I haven't. It was neat." Uh, and we can't ask what video we enjoyed making the most because that takes far too much thought. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Falcon Knight says, Graham, are you excited for Saints, for Saints Row 3? I know I am. My response, now that I know it's happening, fuck yes. Uh, Mighty Magnus says, greetings again. Um, what would your perfect fantasy lives be? Uh, uh, are we talking like fantasy as in like sword and sorcery fantasy or fantasy <laughs> as in like super rich? I think so, yeah. Does your does your video of the job cover this? I don't know. I'm sorry. There be thoughts on a DVD of your bonus videos, like Fail House or whatever thing around stomach. Uh, yes, we have thought of that actually. Doing like all the whatever things. We certainly have thought of it. Uh, yeah. In some ways, like the whatever things, because they're kind of topical. They're topical. Like it, in some ways, they seem sort of sort of ephemeral. Uh, you know, we could do it maybe as a pre-order and just like if you wanted it, you could buy it and. Yeah, know. but they're they're sort of like a point in time. Yeah. In reference to current, you know. Well, like I said, maybe as a pre-order, and if people want it, then we yeah. can do it. So, uh, with Paul's epic story of playing Okami, does he feel prepared to play Okami Den on DS? Uh, mm-hmm. I don't. I, I don't play games on DS, so probably. I. I. Uh, I mean, it seems like it. Obviously, with the paintbrush thing, it'd be perfect for DS. Um, although, but, a, that's a little puppy version of. Uh, I know. Yeah, I know, he's so but, cute. but then, but then again, Okami came out on Wii, and apparently it was, it sucked. Like they didn't do the Wii control. Apparently, properly. Okami Den, from from what people have said and at shows and stuff, is very is much better than Okami on the Wii. Mm. I hope I hope that it is equally long as Okami. Mm. Uh, have any of you ever made up something about yourself so you could tell a joke? For instance, telling a joke about a son you don't have. Uh, well, I, I, I've, there, I've whole... frequently told the story of my brother Fred, the past master of the subtle art of wit and repartee, which I will not go into now because no. it's a long ass joke. Uh, there was there was the whole joke about me drinking green tea with milk. Yeah, but I mean that that's a, that's a, a script in a video, right? That's mm, led into a joke. True. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's a character based on Jer. So I've, uh, I mean, I've like overemphasized how much I care about certain things just because it'd be funnier, but. Mm. I don't. Uh, yeah. Frenzy fifty four asks, "Have you come up with an idea for a production logo for Bionic Trousers Media?" Uh, yes, we'll show it to you at some point. Um, we need a sign, by the way. Yeah, I know. Mm. Uh, Dear Lord, you're going to run. Have you given much thought to the future desert bus? No, no, not right now. No. Never, never. Nope. There will be one, but there. Well, no, he means like way out in the future. Like, what are we oh, going to be doing? Oh, the future of desert bus. When? Oh, I see. When heaven we'll forbid. Actually, drive an actual bus. Uh, when? Ha- when heaven forbid, loading ready run hangs up the spurs. Would you consider passing on desert bus hosting duties so the good work it does would continue? For, uh, for sure. No. Yeah. Well, no. Oh, I mean, maybe. Maybe no, not. It, it depends. There's, there's, I. Like I'm sure there's other stuff they would do with child's play. Like I don't think there's any point to us like passing on yeah, desert like, bus. You think, you are desert bus now. Yeah, I mean if we stop it, somebody else could start it again. But yeah. it's not like it's not like we have uh, the ownership of desert bus. Right? Yeah. Like desert well, bus the game. We desert do bus sort of the have game. ownership of the the yeah. concept. Well, yeah, I actually do have to. I now this is something I don't like to do when I'm answering emails to do with Desert Bus, but I have actually had to say to a few people, no, you cannot do Desert Bus as well. No, you cannot do Desert Bus East. Well, but, because, but that's our preference. That's not like well, I, we can't stop them from te- doing it. Technically, we have like well, it's, the it's Desert the, Bus logo it's the, is copyright to us. Well, yeah, but it's the it's the Desert Bus for hope. It's yes. when someone asks us, "Hey, I want to do." 
I want to do a desert bus thing as well, and I want you guys to link to us and say that we're also desert bus and that we're also going to do this as well. It's like, I'm sorry, we can't do that. We don't know who you are. Yeah. You know, we don't know what this is. It's our thing. Please, please raise money for Child's Play. That's awesome. But we need to be able to assure that everything is going to be good and we don't know who you are. So, so, yeah. I, so it's, I think if we were ever to stop doing Desert Bus, we would just stop doing Desert Bus. Right. Um, Rotgenium Finger asks, it seems that movie monsters come in 10-year cycles. In the 80s, there were supernatural serial killers. In the 90s, there was ghosts. In the 2000s, there were zombies. As we enter the new decade, it seems the vampire will be sucking movie patrons' wallets. Do you agree with Ooh, this? And that what, was a bad joke. Yeah. And what monster do you hope will either replace it this decade or next or next uh, decade? As for me, I would like to see sea monsters or possibly Possibly cosmic horrors. Uh, Freaking Godzilla movie in the in the works, like an actual. Yeah, but it's being made. I, but it's made I, by the guy who did Monsters, which was awful. Yeah, I agree with Graham. Like, like uh, hopefully, Del Toro was apparently working on like a, an At the Mountains of Madness movie. Yeah, mm. that's a classic Lovecraft mm. novel. Oh. Sorry, and mummies. Uh, they did that. The, the mummy, sea monsters, or cosmic horrors was actually him. Oh, okay, but I'm <laughs> down with the dark gods. Yeah, see, I think that we. It's just safer someone, that way. I've seen a lot of Lovecraft <laughs> movies. Like, there's the there was like a remake of Call of Cthulhu that was done recently to look like an old school like 20s or 30s movie, which was like cheesy and hilarious. And there was uh, like, there's movies like at, um, sorry like The Mouth of Madness, for example, which yeah. is supposed to be Lovecraftian, but just comes off as really campy. If someone can do, and I, I believe Del Toro can, mm-hmm. a good job of like making it scary and making it like actually crazy that's awesome yeah. do it I, I think we need to make up a new like because the, 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 the ri- no new rivalry because there's the rivalry between vampires and werewolves obviously is just you know considering they're both zombies mythical zombies. but they, they've been just made up right like yeah. like but that's just become a thing now that zombies and werewolves all are Vampires and werewolves are always fighting each other in movies. Mm. So we need, like, zombies, yeah, maybe mummies. Or zombies and elder horrors or something. It's, like, it's, it's, we, we, we need to make up... On the podcast before that it is elder horrors and Batman. In Batman? <laughs> because the crazier Batman gets, the stronger he gets. Nice. Oh, oh, I see, I see. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm, expecting, wow. I'm expecting a return to uh, magic zombies. Like necromancy mm. like you know like rising from the you know not, not the yeah. chemical head not a virus not yeah. virus zombies yeah I virus am, zombies are a cop out not, not in mythical monsters but I am frankly astonished that Hollywood hasn't already table beat like like doesn't already have on the table an idea particularly with Cowboys versus Aliens coming out an idea for a Pirates versus Ninjas movie <laughs> I'm sure there's this probably- is like how is there, there not a Pirates be- vs. Ninjas movie already being made? There's a Ninja vs. Uh, well, there there is a uh, there is a uh, Pirates of the Caribbean four coming out soon, so who knows? Yeah, oh, right. yeah but like, I could totally, I would not put it past. I would them not to do that. be surprised. Well, they kind they were they, well, they already sort did of yeah. kind of did it in the the last one. What with the like the Asian the Asian the Italian fat. And yeah, stuff, yeah, but it like a legit actually just go for the camp, do the Cowboys vs. Aliens thing. Pirates versus ninjas. I tell you what, I would uh, settle for a not crappy vampire movie. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, Daybreakers was pretty freaking good. Didn't see it, so I can't. Daybreakers well, was really good. Okay. Uh, dear Kathleen, in more recent videos, this is Dex Dex again. I've noticed your earrings are spiral shaped and are awesome. I wonder, are those spacers? Where did you get them? And what gauge are they? They are a four gauge. Uh, um, I did not buy them, uh, so I don't know where they were bought. They're a four gauge and. For those of you who are thinking about stretching your ears, 4-gauge, widely regarded to be the largest you can stretch your ears out and have them return to a reasonable size. So that is basically, they are at the max size. 
Ah, so there you go. The, the idea with those is they like they start small and you can just gradually turn them to make them to to increase the size. Right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. All right. So we just started our second page of questions. We've just passed an hour on the podcast. We can go a little further because we got to wait for James to get back. Yeah. So let's just keep rolling. Uh, Denzama asks a couple questions. Uh, would Minecraft be better if it had 360 or PS3 style graphics? No. I don't think so because no. it's no. it's not the graphics. That I think make it would it. be hilarious if Minecraft was on 360 and PS3, With but graphics. still had, like had yeah. really really high red like the edges of everything were super crisp, but the actual textures were the same. You can get still you, you can get a high res texture pack That's for Minecraft if you want that I really to. So really like about Minecraft is the graphics are really like old because it proves you know. Once and for all, that gameplay is what's important. Graphics don't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, why doesn't Paul have a Twitter account? Because I don't want Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> there you go. Who plays Pokemon? I play the Pokemans sometimes. I, I Who plays Pokemon? I, I, I'm not going to lie. I pulled out my copy of Pokemon Diamond yesterday in preparation for the fact that starting on the 9th, Toys R Us is letting you download Ash's Pikachu. I've tried to get back into Pokemon, and is I always Ash's fail. Pikachu I cannot recapture Pikachu? the magic. Even though I can capture many other things, I uh, I will be buying Pokemon Black. When you I can catch them all, but you can't catch your heart. I'm done. I'm done with the Pokemons. Uh, anybody have a criminal record? Nope. No. <laughs> Not I did as get far as detained by the police once. Uh, that yeah, Graham and I were handcuffed, <laughs> yeah. but, but no, no criminal record. Okay, Bill the cat, we'll, awesome avatar and username. Yeah, we'll address that later. It's asking about sort of about the changes to uh, changes to ENN. Uh, but when we figure that out, we'll, we'll answer you. Um, <laughs> if you had to permanently... Da, 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 da. No, sorry. Uh, let's move on. Da, da, da. Uh, I honestly have a Dalek in my living room looking at me this very moment. What should I do? Uh, get in it and ride it around. If anybody has seen those looking at you Dalek and you are toys. typing this, then it is inactive. Uh, therefore, do not touch it. Yes. Yes, yes. yes. Push it down the stairs. But have you seen those ride-in Dalek toys that are available in the UK right now? Yes. Those are awesome. awesome. Uh, Hi, LRR. Two questions here. One serious and one disturbing. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Is the Daily Drop video... Sorry. Uh, In the Daily Drop videos, uh, why is the only... Why is the audio not slowed down as much as the video when showing the replay? Because... The video is is so much slower than real time that if we slow down the audio to be in sync with it, it would be unrecognizable. Yeah, it would just, it would just be it would, wouldn't be it wouldn't it would just be noise. Yes. Not For sound. reference, the sound effect of the impact is slowed down to twenty five percent of its original speed. Yeah. Hmm. So now you know. Uh, What's the disturbing question? My wife has said that she loves Morgan and wants to see more of him. I'm hoping she means him in more videos and not actually more of him. <laughs> Will he be appearing in any upcoming videos? And can I claim credit for making making it happen? As far as she knows, I believe uh, maybe. Will be and yes, sure. yeah. yes, and go ahead. Yeah. Now the thing is with Morgan, and I answer I ask I answer this a lot when people are like, "Oh, why isn't Morgan this?" Day? Morgan's a busy guy, and Morgan has a schedule to keep outside of loading, ready, run. And we're really sorry, but he doesn't have time to be in videos on a weekly basis. So we get him in here when he's available. I think he's coming in today, actually. He, yeah, he is coming in today. It's not that he doesn't want to be in videos. He just has other things to do. He's a busy dude. Yeah. Uh, just a quick background for the question. I'm, this is from MythTech. I'm soon to enlist in my country's armed forces. I'm Australian. And I was wondering, what are your opinions about the military? This is a pretty heavy uh, question. Not any current or past wars, just militaries. Are any of you pacifists? Oh, Jesus. Um, I have quite a few friends who have been in the military or 
our serve in the reserves, like our good friend that is a Brian was yep. in the military. Yeah. So I have I think that the military can do a lot of good. Like I'm not I'm not a pacifist. I don't believe that most of the world's problems can be solved by wars, but I'm glad that there are people who are willing to put their lives on the line to defend my interests because not something I'd be interested in doing. <laughs> yeah, there's I'm serious. Yeah. There's you know? um uh I forget I think it was like Bill Maher or somebody was or or no, it's it John Stewart is saying that, you know, these there's these people who they are defending our interests and putting their lives on the line and doing these amazing things. And the one thing, the one thing that they ask from us is that, you know, the people don't send them into a situation that that's pointless to be in, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they, that when we do ask them to put their lives on the line, it is for something that is worthwhile. Mm-hmm. But that's not necessarily and, like our decision. It's like... Well, well, as as politicians are as supposed a, to represent as a community, us, uh, yeah, as, as a, a community, yeah, that as a nation, that doesn't affect our opinion of of the concept of the military. So I'm saying that I think the military is very necessary. I mean, you know, I had yes. I have relatives who were in uh, who were in you know various yeah. wars and stuff, and so but uh, but it is the it is the last resort. I yep. think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. it should be. Um, Eric Knighty asks some questions about our PAX East plans, which we'll be announcing when we figure it out. Uh, so we'll we're not sure know. how that's going. Um, uh, <laughs> no psychopaths. How much would camembert cheese wheel hurt camembert cheese wheel? <laughs> the answer is camembert cheese wheel. camembert cheese wheel question. is only here to give you guys a camembert cheese wheel excuse to talk about camembert cheese wheel you would be if you had not camembert so cheese wheel. I'm so glad that... People enjoyed Alex it. had a lot of fun with that. Well, it was like the drop was sort of okay. And I thought, I don't know, it was just one of those sort of like brain fart moments where I was like, this will be funny. This is really stupid. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do it. Um, RL Yoshi asks a couple of questions that we've answered recently, but also asks, will there be a Desert Bus for Hope 5? Oh, yes. 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 Does, R- does RL Yoshi mean he is actually a Yoshi? <laughs> Um, in which not. case, I believe you have no arms. So how are you typing? No, he's got arms. Knowing that they're kind of short, but yeah, uh, with his tongue, he can type too. Fearless ferret asks, knowing that you all at least have a personal magic spending limit, i.e., no one's going to go out and buy a place at Jace's. Yeah, the cute um, thing too. Have any of the crew ever proxied a card to test a deck to see if you liked it? Yes, very yes. much so. I have a proxy deck. In people, my hand yeah, right I now. think I think people who don't proxy cards, like it's ridiculous not to proxy cards, yeah. like to yeah. buy a bunch of I stuff have. and then realize it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the most part, I'll buy the cards and I'll just, like, I will buy the cards rather than proxy them Actually, to test them, but I will proxy cards that I can't find. I mean, realistically, there's no reason why you couldn't just have everybody use proxies all the time. And just yeah, we wouldn't actually them. need to buy the cards. <laughs> yeah. I discovered something great recently, the MTG Workstation, which allows you to build a deck uh, composed of any cards and then just, like, test it, mm-hmm. which is something I love doing anyway. And then just, like, print it out? Or? No, you don't print it out. Like, it, it, it will randomly generate a hand. There's actually, like, a, oh, it's, it's, it's like a web-based you can actually, like, move thing. To cards around and just like play with it and see like okay is this mechanic working yeah. like you have to know how the cards work and not it against doesn't, and not against, no, not against no. it. like it doesn't it doesn't just function so like if if you bring in a card that says search your library then you have to go into the library right, and right. find it you know and bring it out but it it uh it it's all there so Cool. Um, how will Canada's new internet situation affect loading radio? Now, it won't. I, I would like to point this out. A lot of people are like, yay, they defeated that CRTC ruling. That means Canadians can still have unlimited internet. Unless you were <laughs> subscribed to one of those smaller internet providers that was basically get it, buying wholesale internet off one of the big four, you didn't have unlimited internet. We don't have unlimited internet in Canada. Yep. We still get overage charges. We still yep. have a cap. Yep. We still pay lots and lots of money to be able to use the internet. Yep. Not only do we have a cap, but Shaw's caps went down. No, well, 
Shaw reevaluated their system such that now apparently I'm using like three times more traffic than I was previously, even though I haven't changed my habits. Yeah, but their their cap went down 25% as well. Yeah, so basically... If you had 125 before, you've got 100 now. Oh, I had um, 100 before and I have 100 now, so... Oh. Yeah, but basically, Canadian, Canadian, we're still getting screwed on the internet. Uh, yeah, it's it's way worse in certain parts of Canada. In like my sister lives in Montreal, and I think they have a twelve gig bandwidth cap uh, mm-hmm. per month for her household of five people. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, theoretically, the way it could affect loading ready run, it's it, not a limited resource. Yeah. Well, it's. I mean, that's I, the thing. Like, it, well, it is. So some, it is. I mean, more people on it. The, the, the thing to understand is that the broadband internet in Canada is controlled by cable companies. Which is in in many ways true of the states as well. Yeah. Um, they believe that now that Netflix is available in Canada and similar services are becoming more and more available, that it competes with them, and so they are in a blatantly anti-competitive uh, move, trying to cut people off being able to use the internet because net neutrality says that they can't just cut them off Netflix or whatever. Right now, the um, in my mind, this is backwards. Yeah. They control the they control the doorway to all that content. They, instead of cutting the people who are using it off, they should be going to the other people who are not using it and saying, "Look, we could make fifty bucks a month off these people by by getting them to sign on to this. Mm-hmm. Get them to do it. Fine. They pay ten bucks to Netflix. They, they pay fifty bucks for infrastructure that they're not paying for. Yep. It makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, I, I mean, and we, I complain about it, but, like, out in BC, we're a little bit of an anomaly because we don't have Shaw or Bell. No, we have Shaw. We have or, Shaw. sorry, we, we have, have, or, sorry, we don't, we don't have, have Rogers or Bell. Yeah. And Shaw is actually one of the better companies Isn't Shaw owned by Rogers? No. Like, they, are no, they part of they, Rogers Telecom? No, they're, uh, yeah, they, they sold off some of their stuff, or... Rogers sold off some of their stuff to Shaw. Oh, yeah. okay. But they're still separate. But, uh, yeah, separate. we, we just have, we have Shaw and TELUS... We don't, but we don't have any real functional smaller providers, though. No, we like pretty much there are some in Vancouver. In, in Victoria, your choices are Shaw or Telus, which pretty much leaves you in a situation where we are utterly unaffected by these new bandwidth or the the now reversed bandwidth rules because there was no smaller provider that provided unlimited plans in the first place. But we had we have. No competition. Yeah, the, the the reason why we were getting into such an a uh, fear over this is because that ruling basically gave because the outcome of that ruling would basically give the companies that do serve most of Canada internet specifically Ontario actually yeah Ontario but also I mean like if it's working in Ontario they're going to copy it out in BC especially if it's making a lot of money basically the the this they it basically meant that it was okay to charge people whatever the hell you wanted for internet and to make it so you can't have unlimited internet, which would basically mean a huge jack-up of internet fees across well, the country. Well, that wasn't quite it. It was their wholesale customers they could charge usage-based, which made their wholesale customers, which were the smaller ISPs, unable to provide yeah, but basically, unlimited bandwidth. Uh, but but so it basically was... brought in, yes, you can do usage-based internet fees. Well, no, they, they were, were doing already doing anyway. usage-based internet fees. It was for, for their, their customers. wholesale customers, yeah. not for retail. For retail customers, they were already doing that. the The issue was that it meant that smaller the the smaller uh, it more or less ISPs could not to charge, do to unlimited charge, anymore. Like it forces the small ISPs to charge you UCPs, which they weren't doing before. Again, blatantly <coughs> anti competitive, but mm-hmm. such as the, the anyway. This is the yeah. bat. It's the yeah. the problem is that Canada is really really big. You know, unless you're like Russia, you basically 
they don't have the same problems with Canada is that there's just nobody can roll out the infrastructure across the entire country except for these giant companies. Yeah. And so we, we have except a functional, for the government paid for that infrastructure. Well, yeah, we, but we have a functional tripoli over who controls it, and uh, but like in, in the barriers to entry are so high that there's no competition. And, and the population density is such that I mean, like Toronto, you can get places, and you know Vancouver and a few other places, but. You don't have the kind of situation where, like, like in Japan or in England or something, where somebody can put in put put together like five hundred million dollars and roll out an entire new, new infrastructure. Yeah, that did, can't happen in mm-hmm. Canada. So we're kind of over a barrel. Um, Lying in asks, how awkward was it filming Jarentelli during the sex scenes of Sigma Theta Delta? It was a little awkward. A little awkward. A little bit. But I think, we, you know, like, I think we tried to keep it professional. Yeah. I'm assuming they There's, were wearing clothes. Yeah. I was. Yeah, I was standing course. there. I was standing there with the uh, with the boom mic, which was a little uh, little awkward. I gotta say. Yeah. I loaned Tally a short skirt because so she could uh, appear to be not wearing uh, clothing, but actually was. Yeah, I mean, like Tally and I are together, right? Like <laughs> that would have been very awkward if it wasn't you and Tally. Like yeah. it was Tally and somebody else. <laughs> yeah. those, those poor people in Love Actually, the ones who like stand in for the actors before they do like, oh, yeah. sex scenes. What? Yeah, that that would be really awkward. But no, like that was the best part of that movie. Uh, uh, Evil Jim, what was with all the random though humorous mentions of Windows Vista in season four? Well, that was because it was, it was, that was I the whole thing. Like, because Windows Vista, they were sponsoring everything, weren't they? Yeah, well, it's because Windows Windows Vista uh, came out super super late, right? Uh, and there's the whole thing with like Windows 2000 uh, didn't come out or came out after the year 2000. Like to that Windows 2000 came out in 2001 because it was so delayed. And so we had the joke of that that you know Microsoft is sponsoring various things. And uh, how many times did it come up in season four? Because I only think of the one. The, the like the one I remember specifically is the uh, is the daylight savings one. Yeah, yeah where they yeah. renamed. Yeah, where they renamed month. one of the months Windows Vista. But I think we mentioned it's just it's just a funny sponsorship joke. Yeah. What are some of the tougher things you had to clean off the floor and walls for daily drop? Oh, <laughs> that fish smelled terrible. Yeah, the fish stunk up the entire the place. Fish guys were banging on us. Um, um, we, the beer was really bad. Yeah. Uh, the well, paint well, was like, we tried to, we cleaned it up as much as possible, but you can see it in the background in a couple of the other drops. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, everything presented an interesting, unique challenge. Cause like the breakable stuff you had to be careful with the like sloppy stuff. There, and once it all got put into the shop vac, they all uh, presented a challenge together. Oh, that was, <laughs> that was like, the worst thing. Okay. Yeah. That frigging vacuum was yeah. just like, it was like the... It was Nightmare vortex. Like yeah, we had this. It's like you want broken glass? Kill me. It's in there. You yeah. want? We you had the shop back. A sugar slurry. It's in there. Do you want sequins and beads mixed in there? We can do that for you. Also, <laughs> yeah. broken glass. We, we and had fish parts. And we had the shop back. Something that made and, it turn purple. And, and it just like the shop back just sort of stopped working. Like we were like, huh, really? It's really not picking up stuff very much anymore. This will be in that video. And we were like, oh darn. Yeah, we looked inside. And there was just an indescribable mass of horror. Yeah, yeah basically <laughs> take like everything. That was the mouth of God. I was going to say that stuff, that Elder God stuff we were talking about, yeah. Del Toro should mouth contact of a us. Demon, yeah. yeah. Uh, how did everyone feel after the pickle juice iron stomach? I know that salt <coughs> would have made me feel unpleasant the next day. It was not bad. Uh, I needed to urinate badly. I think there have been uh, worse. I did stomachs. not suffer, you know, heart it, failure it or wasn't incredibly like, high blood pressure no. issues. Or it wasn't like, like banana that, onion I juice. To. Uh, I like. He has a good idea. What are your thoughts on adding a next day recap to Iron Stomach to check in with the challengers to see if they had any ill effects from the previous? Uh, contest. That might be kind that's, of disgusting. That's a good idea. Well, not like, you know, not like, not yeah, like graphic detail. I yeah, exactly. Um, 
After the season four finale, what if, what would you have thought if your dads had grouped together and started making their own series? Yeah, that would have been awesome. awesome. Yeah, I was I was kind of joking about that at the time that it would be weird, like not not necessarily even like thirtieth series, but because this is, in a lot of cases this was the first time some of our dads had met each other, and so yeah. they were all like, "Oh, so you know, your son's doing this." And so I thought it would be funny if they just started hanging out after that. Yeah, because they I, have this thing in common that their sons are weird. I would really kind of like to bring them all back and do another video I, like that. That would be cool. Yeah. If they, if they like. Hypothetical situation if they had started a, a video sort of project to spoof us. <laughs> I think I think just doing an entire video, like an entire video, just with them, like none of us are in it, and it's just like no explanation as to why. No, no, no. Just like some of our dads are not perhaps the best actors. So maybe that would not be a good idea. Also, you also your dad doesn't look much like future you. So. <laughs> my dad loves it when we use his basement, though. Like, he shows the videos to people. Oh, He's yeah, like, yeah. aha, they used my basement. It's really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like, my basement is creepy serial killer place. <laughs> uh, which two mythics did James pull from the same booster in It's Magic? Oh, crap. And has anyone else achieved the same feat? I have. I got. I don't recall what the first one was, but my foil was in it. Was in it, and it was an eternity vessel. Yeah, Tally, mm. Tally's is the most impressive I have seen. Yeah. Where we were in the store, and she got a pack, ripped it open, and it was a Chandra and a Liliana. What? What? Liliana and Chandra. Chandra. You guys were all there. I wasn't really? there. Yeah, I, I heard there. about it. Yeah. In fact, it was. Were, it was were crazy. Matt and I perhaps at work? <laughs> Probably. Uh, three questions. Will the season four and doing science in here shirts be restocked? Uh, yes. yes. If so, when? Not sure. Will Rapid Fire see a return? Uh, no. Will Will Rapid Fire see a return, or has Crap Shots replaced it? I think Rapid Fire is going to come back. Yeah, it's it's a different I, it, sort of vibe. Yeah, yeah. it'll ha- we'll have to bring it back. Will there be I DVDs of the seasons done on the Escapist? There sure as hell will. Yeah. Uh, if you could do one greatly epic thing, like go to the moon, climb Everest, do a Top Gear challenge across Canada, or some other amazing feat, what would it be? Top Gear challenge across yeah. Canada. Yeah. <laughs> top, top Gear challenge oh, across no. Canada. No question. Should we get to meet the host if, of Top Gear? <laughs> if go to the moon was an option, I'd, I'd, like <laughs> yeah. that, to me that would be a pretty yeah, a I, couple I, levels. I mean, Top Gear is cool and all, but I or going to the moon would be pretty. Yeah, I, I, I'm reconsidering. Apparently, going NASA's, to space. NASA's launching the Europa mission, so it's, we could go to Europa. Is, like I would love to. Really? Go to, I would love yeah. to go to space. Assume like many years. Ago. I don't want to be a space settler. I like all the comforts of home. You know, like I have thought about this a little bit, and you know, like in the 1800s, where people were leaving England to go colonize new places and live rough on the prairie and make houses of mud. I would have been like, "That's great, guys. I'm going to stay here in England. Have fun." No, I, I don't want to be a space settler. I just want to like because there's, there's the I, like space tourism thing hmm. where you go like boom boom, like you go up and down. Yeah. yeah, and you're 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 like in space for like five minutes. Yeah. Like that sucks. That's no. But yeah. I'd like to go to like the International Space Station, like hang out for a week or two. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't, don't want like to be like actually a go to space. I don't. I don't want to be like a settler. Maybe go to the moon. Would be uh, cool. Yeah, and walk but, around a bit. I, I I really 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 <laughs> not okay. like doesn't have to be me. Just I really hope someone lands on the moon again in my lifetime. Mm. Yep. Like currently moon landing plans are off the table in the US um, <laughs> but I really oh, yeah, film it properly. get like the planet earth people I, I would not look <laughs> away from the TV like I it would I yeah. need to go back to by 2025 we will land a man with an IMAX camera on the moon hey you know Matt we have a, a green screen and I'm sure we can get a flag <laughs> No. Yeah, we can make it cool. happen in high definition. I know. But it'll be just no, as good I, as the real one. I, I need really to, want to see us return to Mooney. I need my to lifetime. correct myself on, well, not correct, I just need to fully explain something. Uh, Mars, but the, because someone 
quoting the person asking about the science in here shirts, link, asking them to rewatch the pre-order explanation video. Um, the science shirts are really, really, really popular. So what we're going to probably do is do a reprint of them in a different uh, in a different colorway. Uh, do a variation. So the, the the sort of like the I guess the variant, the, yeah, yeah, a variant run. So anyone who got the the blue ones is still still very exclusive. Um, given the responses questioning the ripeness of the durian in the latest Iron Stomach, is there any chance of round two? Uh, um, no. Durians are just dis- are actually kind of disappointing. Yeah. And they suck to handle. They're hugely <laughs> problematic. <laughs> well, like when we're handling... Oh, never mind. Wait, did we already drop the durian for Taylor Drop, didn't we? I don't know. You're the one who's yes. editing them. No, we did. We yeah. totally did. The durian yeah. has been. Yeah, so that's the second yeah. time we've had to deal with yeah, a durian. It was a pain in the hands. <laughs> yes, it was a pain in the hands. English MQ asks, "I'm not. Eh, whatever. Uh, since since Kathleen since Kathleen written videos." Unnecessary apostrophe are now associated with more adult humor, which I don't know if is entirely uh, the case. Yeah. Do other LRR writers associate the episodes they write with any traits or themes? I don't know if my videos are more or less associated with adult humor. I know I said that you know sometimes I can do more mature or adult themes, but I think what it really comes down to is the type of sense of humor you have. My sense of humor is a little bit darker and a little bit more twisted, but I have written videos that have no mature themes in them and are quite gentle and and you know perfectly sweet it really just depends on the sort of mood i'm in right so i don't really agree no. that I'm i mean all i think adults all the time no i i, I mean i think obviously Kathleen, that you can tell all the time you uh, can tell you know who wrote videos generally by watching them but i don't know if there's like specific definable traits mm. um ij jessic asks have you reached my question no i like um, uh i some i just about that somebody was the uh the CD-ROM game, someone was like, I thought this was either a Paul video or a Jer video, and then I realized it was both, and that made me happy. <laughs> nice. um, what game do you really, really want a sequel to, but you know the chances of it are actually ha- of it actually happening are punishingly slim? Oni. <laughs> I talked about that in, in Newsroom. Yeah. yeah. I uh, love a new Oni I'd game. like a legit sequel, or actually I don't want to, I want a prequel to Zeno Gears, the original Zeno Gears. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Z- uh, Zagzag asks, if you got this far, how many questions have you skipped to get here? I think maybe Not three or four. Maybe, uh, yeah. skip some? I've, I've skipped a couple. I think maybe four. Uh, how are you doing time-wise? We're at a minute 24. An hour, an hour sorry, 24. An hour 24. So, so, uh, so we're going long. Yeah. Uh, what are your favorite cards you own from Mirrored and Besieged? Uh, I am a big fan of the Hero of Bladehold. Oh, okay. I haven't actually built anything with the Siege cards yet, apart from the pre-release deck. Freaking, yeah. Yeah, I got the best card. Okay. I got a foil knowledge pool. Oh, knowledge pool is is so fun! Basically, I love it! Dude, Cam pulled a foil shimmer mirror. Nice. It's a shimmery shimmer mirror. Uh, <laughs> somebody, that's, that's, knowledge pool is basically like you're suddenly playing plane chase. Yeah, like it, it, it messes is, up the game more than a plane chase card. Game. It is. It is like you're playing a different game. We, wow. You're James, playing James each other's. Paul and I were playing a three-way pack wars game, and I I knew I had a foil in there, and the foil came into my hand, and I was just like, yes, huge smile on my face. I finally got to play it, and it, the way that the card works, of course, you. Um, 
You each throw away a bunch of cards from the top of your deck, and then anytime anyone plays a spell, they need to throw that spell away and choose one of the cards that was exiled earlier and play that instead. <laughs> um, so everyone is playing with this communal pool of cards and not able to play anything in their hands. It's glorious. <laughs> it basically turns it into whoever has the worst deck wins. <laughs> so what if, what if you play... What if it's not your turn and you play an instant and... You just... have to play a different spell from in the knowledge pool that you would be able to play. Oh, so, okay. so if there's like... So you can't play, you can't, you can't just play an instant and then pick a sorcery out of the knowledge pool. I don't think so. I I would have to check that, but I don't think that is something you could do. What's what's interesting though is like if there's a counter in the knowledge pool. Yeah. Like if there's a cancel, then you can play any other instant. And trade for that. And then trade for that counter and hit the hit the guy with the counter. So you can. Yeah, I'm reading it here. <laughs> when knowledge ridiculous. pool enters the battlefield, each player exiles the top three cards of his or her library. Yeah. Whenever a player casts a spell from his or her hand, that player exiles it. If the player does, he or she may cast another non-land card exiled with knowledge pool without paying that card's mana cost. Yeah. So do you still get to play the spell you cast? No, and then... it goes into the knowledge pool and someone else gets to play it. <laughs> <laughs> but then you get to pull out any spell. And then yeah, you can pull out any other spell. So eventually, so eventually the entire knowledge pool will be filled with like crap spells. Uh, Technically speaking, uh, could you not just play the card that you just exiled? Because you exiled no, first. There's another play. card. To clarify how this works, thanks to an official article, this is, yeah. this is someone on Gatherer quoting an official... Uh, uh, Wizards article, um, uh, yeah. So instead of playing the spell, it it doesn't resolve. It gets exiled. Uh, it gets exiled onto into the pool. Yeah. Uh, the player uh, instead of the yeah, they get their choice of the spells currently imprinted in the pool. Uh, they, they can choose a card owned by any player. This does allow for breaking of the normal timing rules, except where the spell has an explicit restriction, like where it says oh, like. Play only during the so combat. So you could step. throw an instant. You could throw an instant and, and pull out a creature or a sorcerer. That's awesome! Holy crap! Yeah. Yikes! Oh, that is so anyway, dangerous. That 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 card is really fun, and uh, and I think that it will. Ha- I will probably build a deck around it. Yep. It's like you're playing the game wrong. Play it properly play for multiplayer games. And the last question by I'm a fish is: Are all these meta questions getting annoying? Yes. Yeah. Sure. Questions about questions? Absolutely. I guess. Yeah. All right. Thanks for joining us on this Extendo podcast, but we managed to get through all those questions. Yeah. Extendo cast. Extendo cast. And we will close that thread and open up a new one. So. Yep. And we will speak to you uh, in uh, in a week's time about games and then two weeks' time about more of this. Later. Yeah.